Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. This is the number one daily radio show for realtors looking for a no BS, authentic, real-time coaching experience. What's really working in today's market, how to generate more leads, make more money, and have more time for what you love in your life. And now your hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Three, two, one, and we are back. We have a fantastic podcast for you today. It is the top six ways to list and sell 12 more homes this year. And guess what? We've done the math for you. You will not believe in virtually all markets the, I'll have to say, very significant amount of money you'll make when you sell 12 more homes this year and you follow this plan. That's right. So let's look at the math. The average closing price currently in the U.S. is between $380,000 and $400,000, depending on where you are. We're going to use four hundred dollars to keep the math easy. On average, that would gross the listing agent about twelve grand, And let's say the net profit to that listing agent is about $9,600 on that transaction after fees, etc. So you take $9,600 net times 12 more transactions, and that's at least $115,200. Now, that is a good reason to list and sell 12 more homes this year. That's about two per month if you're looking at the next six months, or maybe this is the first time you've ever sold 12 and you can look at it for the year. But we're going to show you how to actually do that during this podcast. But before we do that, we're going to have you think bigger just for a minute. Let's say that each of those 12 listings produces at least one closable buyer or another listing in the same neighborhood, which is entirely likely when you follow our proven systems. Our coaching clients will tell you that it does work that way. Well, this, let's, let's just ahead. edit that. So mm-hmm. really, at the end of the day, when you list a house, generally speaking, if you follow the plans that you get with Premier Coaching, you're going to do usually another three or four transactions from that one listing. Whereas if you sell a house to a buyer, you just sold a house to a buyer. And generally speaking, you're not going to get any immediate um, you know, added benefit from that. You may, might get some referrals and maybe seven years later or whatever, when that buyer becomes a seller, you might get the listing. But listings, generally speaking, generate immediate business. That's the reason that the top listing agents are almost always also the top buyer's agents. That's right. So we started out by having you think about 12 listings, but based on what Tim just explained to you, let's say that we make those 12 listings into at least 24, and it could be well more than that, but let's take that $9,600 net times 24. Now you're making 230,000 plus. Now, if your average sale price is higher, as many of you listening do have an average sale price that's higher, then modify your math and see what your potential is. Now, Julie keeps saying 9,600. Understand that we know how to do math and we know that, you know, 2.5% or 3% sure. of 400,000 isn't 9,600. She's saying net, pay attention to the word she's using. So she's taking into the, she's assuming that you're paying a broker split and you have maybe some fixed costs from that transaction. But also notice that because we're focusing primarily on listings here, she's not having to overly burden the cash flow with referral fees. Some of you guys have normalized paying referral fees or paying, you know, some kind of buyer buying fee that you don't have to deal with when you're working on the listing side. So just keep all these things in mind as we go through these numbers. This is a realistic plan for all of you to follow provided that you're willing to do what you don't want to do and you don't want to do it at the highest level, provided you're willing to set aside your 
I think your pre your your perceived notions about what the market has to offer and maybe even what you're capable of. This is a very simple, very direct plan to follow. Julie, letter A, assumptions. So assumptions before we get you into that action plan. And again, every single one of you listening can do this. It doesn't matter what your average sale price is, where you live, what's going on in your marketplace, how many listings there are. So assumptions, assumption A, you will have to actively contact both people you already know as well as those you don't know. People you know, of course, are past clients, people in your sphere of influence, and agent referrals. People you don't know are pretty much everyone else. Are you willing to speak with both to earn your 230000 plus income? Now, I want you to listen to what she just said. In the very important part of what she just said was speak to. She said call. She said contact. And what a lot of you have done is you've been led to believe that if you do passive lead generation, uh, especially your centers of influence and past clients, it's going to somehow miraculously result in you having the same results had you actually picked up the phone and called them. The way that we teach you to do it and I always taught you to do it in Premier Coaching is primarily to be a proactive lead generator, which means having direct conversations. And yes, we do give you scripts or conversation outlines to use when calling your centers of influence and past clients. That's how you're going to get the most bang for the buck. And guess what? That effort costs you no money. Everyone else who's trying to sell you into the belief that you have to have some sort of long drip campaign with postcards and forget-me-not seeds and pumpkin pies in November, they're all trying to sell you into what that is that their system is. We want you to keep the money that you otherwise would have paid to buy the you know 500 packages of forget-me-not seeds, right? Instead, maybe put those seeds in your own yard and have a bunch of you know flowers in your yard. There you, go. you get the point. And that, by the way, is I think a good way of thinking of profit, right? If you don't give all your money away, you have more flowers in your own yard. But you <laughs> yes. you can really get vastly superior uh, results from being a proactive lead generator. Do not believe, do not be seduced into lazy. Lazy is what happens when you start believing you're supposed to mail them. Mail them is great. Uh, dropping off pumpkin pies in November is great. That is never going to be as effective as a phone call. You guys know this. Intuitively, you know what I'm saying is true. So don't resist it because all you're doing is you're procrastinating the results that you might otherwise be getting. That's right, because waiting is not a plan. All right, assumption B, you should analyze where your business came from for the past six months and keep doing what has worked. Consider doing more of what worked. For example, if you had five transactions from a repeat of clients, but you didn't actually have a system to speak with your database regularly, well, how many more repeat clients could you create this year by being more drilled down on that source of business, more systematic? So assumption C, you must be willing to do what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. If you keep doing what you're doing, you'll keep getting what you're getting. So to go to the next level financially, you've got to go to the next level with your skills. Now, so that is really, that's the you know essence of really success in life. You got to do what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. And there's a lot to that. We've talked about this endlessly in this podcast, but there's something also that Julie just said, you really need to drill down on. We're going to her previous point. You're, if we are coaching you personally, the first thing we would do is we would ask you how many deals you've done in the last 12 months. We'd ask what the source of those deals were. Assuming you knew that, and if we saw, for example, you were getting a lot of deals from your church or whatever, we would then suggest that you obviously are going to want to double or triple down on that effort. We're not going to tell you to stop doing what's working. But if what you're doing is you're getting your business from buying leads, what we're going to do is we're going to do a, a you know essentially a, an analysis and showing you what your actual profit is per transaction, and then we're going to leave it up to you to make a decision whether or not you want to continue to buy leads, give away all your profit, and work for like eight dollars an hour, or whether or not you want to learn to be a proactive lead generator. These are all business decisions. Not all of you are going to, frankly, not all of you are ever going to be willing to do anything other than buy business because you refuse to basically you know 
at the end of the day, guys, the product of your real estate business is profit. And if you're not making profit of 75 or 85% on every transaction you do, you're running what will be soon a nonprofit business. Except the fact that the highest form of essentially all of us on this planet is being of service to other people. And that does come on the other side of doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level, which means not just for you guys, but even for Julie and I, for everybody, nobody necessarily wants to do proactive lead generation, but it is what gets the most result the fastest for no amount of money. So that doesn't that just make sense that that's what you'd want to do? That's right. So uh, point D is simple. You must ask for help when you need it. Don't waste time reinventing the wheel, sampling, or trying things out. And that's one of the reasons we've given you free access to Premier Coaching. You can scroll down and click on the link. It's in the show description for today. It's in the notes. Uh, you guys, by the way, have access to the notes. Julie and I are reading from notes. We're reading from a script that we mm -hmm. wrote. Uh, you could scroll down and click the link and join Premier Coaching for free. And that does include a daily semi-private coaching call. We're contemplating increasing it to three, believe it or not, daily semi-private coaching calls a day, maybe even four. So each of the time zones can have a uh, coaching call starting at 9 a.m. And that means that you could attend four daily semi-private coaching calls a day. We're working on that. Obviously, we have to add coaching staff for that. But the moral of the story, guys, is you can join Premier Coaching now for free um, and it gives you 30-day access to a lot of the scripts and the systems that we discuss on this podcast. And it does give you access to the free daily semi-private coaching call. So just, you know, scroll down, click the link. And while you're there, you can read along uh, our notes as Julie's going through her points. That's right. So top six ways to list and sell more properties this year. Now, of course, as Tim mentioned, our premier coaching clients get a lot more than six ways, but we only have so much time on the podcast. Well, matter of fact, it's like 30. At least. Yeah. Yes. So in our premier coaching program, we teach you 30 ways to generate primarily listing leads, by the way. And I believe all but like four of them cost no money. No money. Yeah, that's right. Okay, so point number one is number one for a reason, because it is indeed the most efficient. Expired listings. Yes, you heard it. You knew it was coming. Expireds are the top of the list because they clearly want to sell, and many of them have to sell. These are the listings you're looking for. You know what's probably the wrong price, although in today's market, if you have scarce inventory, you might not even have to do a price adjustment. Your comparative market analysis is easier on an expired. The agent who you would have competed against, the one they thought would get the job done, who they probably already knew, is now out of the picture, or almost out of the picture. The seller will also correct negative feedback and reprice the home in many cases, creating a quick sale. The average number of days on the market for a relisted expired listing is always very low. All you have to do to know that is watch your hot sheet in your MLS. So here's a bonus for you. Don't forget old and older expireds. You'll have less competition and are more likely to get the seller to pri the price that they wanted in the first place. And sometimes even more if it's, say, a two-year-old expired. If someone came, well, this happens frequently, especially when we're being interviewed. People ask us, Tim and Julie, if you guys were to get back in business, what would you focus on? How about this? Point one and point two. Yes. <laughs> Actually, point, it's point, point two. Yeah. Yeah, one and two. Out. And here's, here's point two. Julie, remind me to put a link in point number one in the show notes that they can uh, subscribe to Red X and get the discount. Yep. So a lot of you are going to be gung-ho to go after the expired. You're not going to know what to do next. The simple, you know, problem that all of you are going to have is how, how do I get the expired listing information? You know, you're not going to have the data sets to go and find all the phone numbers. Well, I have great news for you. Red X does it for you. So scroll down and click on the link that's in point number one, and you can join Red X. And I think they give them a $150 discount. Yes, that's right. Uh, because, the setup they're, fee. because they're podcast listeners, mm -hmm. right? 
And here's a little advanced tip for you. When you're setting up your account with Red X, make sure you ask for old expireds, especially going back probably maybe as old as two and a half years. They will scrub them against, um, you know, making sure that they hadn't been relisted and sold. So you have the opportunity to call old expireds uh, that were, are most likely not receiving any other solicitation from anybody else. And those are fantastic sellers to go after because oftentimes they have no idea what their house is inflated or appreciated to since it originally expired. So even if they had a lofty price, now the price is probably underpriced. <laughs> That's right. And hidden benefit to expireds is so many of you guys have so many buyers that you can't find something for. When you know the expired inventory, oftentimes you can make a match and do a deal immediately. Okay, point number two. Again, we're building more listings so you can have more sales this year. Your past clients and sphere of influence, otherwise known as your database, you know, the contacts in your smartphone at the very least. Statistically, when you have regular and real conversations, contact with your list, 10% of your list will either do business with you or refer business to you every year. This could be at least 10 new transactions, assuming you have 100 people in your database. And there's not a single person listening right now that doesn't have at least 100 people in your contacts. Well, not necessarily organized. I mean, you know as well as I do, agents That's don't. Right. So it'd be in your phone. It would be in your uh, email. It would be different places. And then you'd have to put a list together. Actually, it's pretty normal that people have disorganized lists. Your old closing, people you know from church, your old neighbors, your new neighbors. But you can, to Julie's point, easily put together a list of 100 people. You don't think... It's not just people, it's not a hundred people, you know, necessarily like, and you know, you're going to call them up today and talk about the weather. It's people you've come in contact with people that know you, people that might just know you by your first name, maybe your dry cleaner things like that. That's kind of pushing the envelope is what should be a viable center of influence type, but there's no problem for all of you. If you've, if you're over like the age of, you know, probably 35, you know, way more than a hundred people, or at least know of a hundred people that would do business with you if given the opportunity. But here's the main thing. Julie gave you a statistic. This number has been around forever. 10% of all the people in your list and Julie's example, the hundred people would result in hypothetically at least 10 transactions will uh, transact in the next 12 months. Well, here's the thing you don't know is you're going to have to proactively generate to those people because, and this is the fallacy with the agents out there who do primarily centers of influence and past client marketing. There's coaching programs that teach you guys just to go after your centers of influence and past clients. And then guess what? Surprise, surprise. They're going to start selling you things that they want you to give away to your centers of influence and past clients and nowhere in their plans are calling, um, you know, your actual centers of influence and past clients. And we've already talked about that in a previous point, call them, you know, that's going to get you better results. Well, but here's what actually will happen. You have to remember that your center of influence and your past client, the hundred people that you have in your list, they're also in other agents lists. Yes. And so you're going to be actually competing for the attention of the people in your center of influence and past client list. That's the reason calling will ultimately be more powerful than all this other tchotchke present dropping off. And we tell this story and it's sad and it's funny at the same time. You will find if you decide to start doing the tchotchke route where you're just dropping off junk, you're going to soon discover, you know, pop buys with your little thermometer mm -hmm. that the seller is annoyed by it or the owner is annoyed by it because you're the third realtor to pop by with some little monthly piece of crap that they don't want anything to do with. And it's just going to go in the pile of junk. They might be polite. They might say thank you, but they know it's contrived. Um, and all the while you're knocking in the door, giving them a package of forget-me-not seeds. The agent they're actually going to list their house with next is calling them, giving them a market That's update right. and delivering something of value. Do you guys get it? Do what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level if you truly want to become the best version of yourself as a real estate professional. Well, and if you don't do it, don't get mad when another agent gets, quote, your past client that you thought was your proprietary person because they were contacting your iPhone. It doesn't work that way. 
So a secret, if you are an EXP agent, you can set up your KV core and learn how to use making it rain to support your proactive lead generation. But again, it still requires contact. For example, if you had, let's say you get together your centers of influence and past client lists, and let's say you have all their emails, you can load, and we show you how to do all this in Premier Coaching. I, frankly, it's not as effective as making calls nowhere near as effective. But if you had the cash flow and you wanted to be a little bit more aggressive, you could then load those email addresses into, say, for example, Facebook, and then run a little campaign directly towards the people that are your centers of influence and past clients. You can really, really target in social, but please do not uh, think for in, in any stretch of the imagination, I'm suggesting that's going to be as effective as picking up the phone. It's not. How many times have you clicked ads on social media? That Yeah, exactly. You just answered the question zero times. Exactly. Okay. So building your listing inventory so you can sell more this year. Point number three, new build salespeople. Now this is something that Coach Rochelle in Premier Coaching is really good at and discusses on those coaching calls quite frequently. New build salespeople. These are the salespeople who sit in the builder's model homes and write up all those new construction contracts. Use our new construction plan if you're in Premier Coaching to meet those new build reps and get all of their resale referrals. What did I just say there? Get their resale referrals. When somebody builds a seven or $800,000 home, it is probably not their first house. They're moving from somewhere and that new build rep is not going to be their listing agent. So this is a fantastic lead source because you can have one new build salesperson contact who sends you multiple leads per year, multiple listing leads. What if you had five new build salespeople relationships? We're not doing this point any justice. We've done a lot of podcasts on this particular topic. Actually, yes. Julie wrote some articles that are showing up in Florida Association, Michigan Association of Housing Realtors, all, yep. all kinds of So we have written a lot about this particular uh, topic. Um, again, this is getting off topic for the sake of this podcast. New build, new construction is going to be probably one of the biggest opportunities for at least the next five to 10 years. For sure. In for fact, it's 30% of what's available right now, and it accounts for 20% of all closings currently. It's right. a huge piece of the market. And if you're not educated on new construction, you are missing out. 100%. So without you know you and I going down that rabbit hole, because we love yeah, talking well, about that. Point number four. Yes, I do love new construction. Okay, point number four. For sale by owners, otherwise known as unrepresented sellers, when the market is hot like it's been for so long, there are always plenty of unrepresented owners who do need your help. Most of them give up on the process if it's not sold in the first two weekends. There are even luxury-priced unrepresented owners in today's market. This is a great opportunity because many of them have not yet bought, could build with you, or downsize or upsize, or maybe relocate and purchase with you. So... For sale by owners. And I think uh, Red X has FISBO information too, I believe. I have to check on that. But anyway, for, uh, for sale by owners, and we have lots of our coaching clients, Tim, who are reporting anywhere from, you know, investor homes on up into the luxury market. I know that our uh, coaching clients in Los Angeles often come across for sale by owners in the two, three, four million dollar range. They need you as well. Their goals are the same. So here's the interesting thing that's happened during for FISBOs. Um, all of you guys who work for sale by owners, you're experiencing this as well. Back during the hot sellers market, let's be honest, in many markets, FISBOs could sell their own home. And why? Because it was easy to get a mortgage. So there were so many buyers out there that could obtain a mortgage that qualified, you know, all these, you guys understand what I'm saying. If you're new in real estate, let me just put it this way. You missed a really easy market by about two years. Yes. <laughs> okay. So True. sorry. Sorry. <laughs> 
Anyway, uh, you know, the best time to plant a tree is 20 years. The best, second best time is now. now. So mm -hmm. make the most of this market. Well, here's what uh, for sale by owners, what we call unrepresented owners are experiencing. They're experiencing a lot of buyer calls, but they're on their uh, unqualified buyer calls. And a market like this, the buyers that are calling the for sale by owners are the ones that generally speaking, the buyers that the agents won't work with because they do not qualify financially to buy a house. This could be self-employed people. This could be people with bad credit, people that would have been able to get a mortgage, you know, two years ago with a low interest rate where they could afford it for a payment can't do it now. So they're having to go to for sale by owners and they're thinking to themselves, well, if the for sale by owner is, you know, willing to do something untraditional and not work with an agent, maybe they'll work with me. And they're going to ask this for sale by owner for second mortgages and all kinds of different alternative forms of financing, or they're going to lowball them. It's going to beat on that for sale by owner. Whereas two years ago, maybe even only a year ago, that for sale by owner could sell their home themselves. Now they're going to be quickly frustrated by the fact that they're dealing with so many unqualified buyers. And, you know, it's going to be, like I said, very frustrating for them, which is going to result in more opportunity for you if you're actually willing to do what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it. At the highest level, make the phone call. Remember, a for sale by owner and an expired for that um, matter, they're both owners of homes who have their hands in their air in the air saying, hell yeah, yes, I want to sell my house. In both cases, they're going to tell you what the price is. In both cases, they probably are, you know, going to be very cooperative to get the home sold. They may even know where they need to go, may even have a time frame in mind that gives them 90 days or 120 days to sell the house, which means they're highly motivated. Those are viable leads in every single market. And yet some of you think you have to do a branding and marketing campaign to find people to do business with you. There are at least 30 different sources that Julie and I teach you in Premier Coaching of sellers who have their hands in the air right now saying, yes, I need to sell my house. Stop being frankly lied to believing that you need to spend a lot of money buying leads and branding and marketing to find people to do business with you. You're, the, the whole premise of it is, is you know enough branding and marketing people are going to call you. Well, you guys got to really drill down on really the essence of what you're trying to do. You're trying to avoid doing work. You're, you're actually willing to spend all kinds of money. hoping time. In time. Hoping and praying that this branding and marketing campaign sometime in the distant future is going to result in all these sellers thinking of you when they think of real estate. You give me an example where that's ever happened. It never happens with anything. Everybody has to compete. And the way you win is by essentially being on the phone with a prospective seller. Now, if you want to do the marketing and advertising and the branding, we're big advocates of it. Julie and I do it for our uh, you know, premier coaching program. But we know nothing at the end of the day ever will replace direct proactive conversations. Ever. You know that. You know that intuitively what I'm saying is true. And please don't fool yourself into thinking you don't have the time. The fact is, is you don't have the time waiting around for a marketing and branding campaign to work. If you want to do the marketing and branding, do it after you have learned how to be a proactive lead generator. And then you'll have plenty of cash flow. And by the way, when you get there, you might even decide that you don't even want to spend money trying to buy business or trying to get people to think of you when it comes to buying or selling real estate. Because you know every single day you can pick up the phone and you can you know make it rain with listing leads, which is what we teach you to do in Premier Coaching. Yes, very powerful way to live your life. Okay, my number five, I'm going to illustrate with a coaching uh, quick story at the end of this point. 
open houses. Refer to our podcast, I think it's a podcast series, how not to just sit in open house, but how to monetize your open houses. We didn't get that. It's not that name, but you guys will That's get the gist. Go to timandjulieharris.com or go to iTunes, go to Spotify, go to anywhere, go even to um, YouTube and just put in on our page, just put in open houses. We've done several very drilled down podcasts. It's not as in-depth as you get in Premier Coaching, but it does get you enough information to get you started doing very effective essentially lead creating open houses. That's right, because our open house system and scripts are proven to generate a bare minimum of three closable buyers or sellers every time. It's all about choosing the right house. Again, this is a system, not just a guess. Choose the right house, promote the open house, use good scripts and having relentless lead follow-up. Many of our coaching clients have spun this source up into a very predictable listing machine. If you've failed at open houses before, you're missing a key element or several elements of the system to make it work. So case in point, Gunner out in Seattle, previously didn't love open houses like many of you guys listening. Tried them, didn't get good results, so why would you love them? Instead, he deployed the system and guess what? It was his listing, okay? He not only sold it with multiple offers, so sold the listing, brought the buyer, also generated a new buyer couple that he's gonna be working with in the next month and took a great listing lead appointment, I think is this week, from a neighbor down the street. Very predictable outcome, in fact. So when you were writing this outline, you told me about Gunner as the example that you'd be yeah. using. And the thing that you also said is prior to that, he was doing open houses, but he wasn't actually doing open houses for the sake of generating a future business from it. He was just doing it to placate the seller. Exactly. Yeah. Or to try it out and see how it went. As right. many of you guys listening, you know, you haven't really deployed a system, so you're not getting the results that a system creates. It, the best way of thinking about our open house system and the way that Julie and I originally came it up, and I'll tell you guys, uh, came up, I'll tell you this story. When Julie and I lived in New Albany, Ohio, we used to work with a lot of executives from the limited brands. And those would be Victoria's Secret, Bath and Body Works, Whiteburn Candle Company. I mean, there was a drove of them. And one of the gals we worked with was named Marguerite Garvey, who, by the way, has a real estate license and yes. sells real estate in Florida now. And listen to this park podcast. Hi, Marguerite. <laughs> so we were driving around and we were showing her houses. Um, I asked her what she did and she helped set up stores. So when a new, it was, I believe, Victoria's Secret store would open up. She, would, she had this uh, crew that she'd deploy to go there, store openers. And these people were highly trained, the best of the best, at launching a new store. And then I wanted more information. So what does that mean? And then she gave me all the specific little micro steps of every single experience you have, not just when you walk past the Victoria's Secret, but when you walk into the Victoria's Secret. And I was so impressed, really impressed with how detailed they were. And I'll give you guys an example. There, when you walk into, it's not just Victoria's Secret, but I knew a lot from, from Marguerite on that to use it as an example, but really a lot of high-end retailers uh, operate the same way. When you walk into any retail store, especially again, a higher-end one, the first greeter that meets you is a salesperson, does have limited sales skills. Think of it when you walk into an Apple store. But for the most part, they know, welcome, uh, that what you're going to say, welcome, uh, you know, how can I help you? I'm just here to look, which is what most people say. So the person at the front of the store is basically going to hear no a million times a day. That is by design so they can essentially, you know, earn, earn and learn some sales skills. And then what happens is, is if they're, if you are sitting, if you are, oh, I'm looking for an iPhone or whatever, they're then going to get on their little walkie talkie mic thing. And they're going to tell what's going to be a second or a third tier salesperson 
uh, basically how to help you. And in the Apple stores now, and it works the same way in Victoria's mm -hmm. Secret, the further back you go in the store, the more qualified the salesperson is. Why am I telling you this? Because you just think when you walk into an Apple store, it's just some sort of random experience. It's not. It's highly tuned, highly effective, highly tested. Systematized. Exactly like our open house system. That's the reason that, you know, Apple and all these other retailers that follow a similar system are able to make so much money per store is because it's not just someone walking in. They're not just waiting around for someone to walk in and miraculously decide mm -hmm. what they want to buy. It's all a funnel. They're drilling them down to actually buying something. And even at Apple now, and even Victoria's Secret works the same way, but Apple does it really well. You walk into an Apple store, you want to buy something. There's no cash register. The person no. that's actually the salesperson is going to, uh, you know, have with them an, a mobile, you know, checkout widget. And it's going to check you out while you're standing right there in the store where you originally landed when you were testing the product. Because it's more efficient. They figured out their systems, right? They have product knowledge, they have systems, and they have scripts. Next That's, time you go to Apple, pay attention to what's actually going on. Exactly. And again, guys, this all goes back to why some of you are not experiencing higher levels of success because you've listened to either nobody or people that didn't really know what they were talking about when you were getting your coaching training and your mentoring and whatnot. And it's going to result in you getting really piss poor results. So you need to decide that you are going to become the best version of yourself as a real estate, real estate sales practitioner. And the, I think the real blessing of that is there hasn't been a time in at least the last 15 years where caring, competent, and skilled agents have been so needed because they're, the, you know, you actually have to know how to help people in a market yeah. like this because there is so much fear. That's right. And we're going to talk about that on future podcasts this week, actually. Okay. Next method, number six, small and medium-sized builders who are building homes on spec. That stands for speculation. That means that they are speculating that the house will sell. There are many iterations of this, all of which we teach in Premier Coaching. But what's working for our clients lately is to identify buildable lots and take them to the small builder. You sell the lot, you list the spec home, often bringing the buyer as well. You can use newhomesource.com or simply Google new construction in your area to see what opportunities there are. Also, we teach our coaching clients to use your MLS and search by year built to identify, do a broad search for your whole town and just do year built from last year to this year, and you're going to find all those small builders. I'll give you another example. I know uh, Gray out in Ocean City, New Jersey. One of the things that he does, now Ocean City is an older community, right? Lots of older homes. A lot of, some of them are teardowns. So what he has is builders that will buy a lot or he'll bring them a lot. They'll tear something down. They'll build something new. So several of those builders out there, which is not uncommon, once you bring them something, they will list the next thing with you. But you have to know them in the first place. So you've got to identify them and guess what? Contact them, actually speak with them. It's worth mentioning. Um, this is one of the things Julie and I did when we sold real estate. Are the We were in real estate for about 10 years. In the last few years, we sold in this area called New Albany Country Club where the sale price was you know, usually over a million dollars. And there were a lot of really, you know, small builders, relatively speaking, guys mm -hmm. that would build maybe one or two specs in there. And we knew that most of them would be more than happy. Like, so we'd have buyers, we'd go sell like a Matt Truco home or something. Mm -hmm. And we would say, listen, you know, oftentimes the builder already would have the, the uh, policy in place that his next spec is going to go to whoever is the agent that sold his previous spec. But if they didn't, we would propose that to them. We'd say, listen, you know, obviously we're working with a lot of great buyers in this marketplace. I see you've got another lot that you're about to start on. You know, let's move forward and get that one sold as well. I have other buyers and let's get it listed. And nine times out of 10, they're going to say yes. 
So you've got to be willing to go out there and actually do the work and poke around. And you will find opportunity everywhere. And I, I know Julie's working on a podcast about that as well. There really is opportunity everywhere all the time in real estate because everybody needs to buy or sell real estate. There is, you've got to get your head out of the, you know, stop burying your head in the sand thinking the sky is going to fall. Because if you believe the sky is going to fall, it will fall for you, but it's not going to fall for everybody else because the sky is not going to fall. If there was going to be a housing crash, it would have crashed. If there was going to be a crash in the economy, it would have crashed. If there was going to be a crash in the dollar, it would have already crashed. None of those things are going to happen. At least they're not going to happen anytime soon. So stop waiting around for the worst thing to happen and start focusing on actually putting yourself in a position to be of service to other people and help people because it's going to make you feel more alive because you're going to be in more alignment with what your highest and truest purpose on this planet is for the fourth time today, which is being of service to other people. Julie, I think they deserve a bonus point. Bonus, bonus point, number bonus, seven. Bonus point number seven. Probate. Probate? What's that? Not many agents prospect probate leads because they don't understand it. Probate is simply the process of selling a home after somebody passes away. The court appoints an executor of the estate who can then sell the property. If keeping the home in the family is not an option and the executor or executors wish to cash it out, well, that's a listing. Sometimes they'll reinvest the proceeds in real estate. Sometimes it's just the listing that you'll sell. Either way, they need somebody caring and competent to get the job done. And I think, is this link going to be in the uh, description? If you remind me to, I'll make sure I put okay. it in there. So yeah. how do you how do you even get probate information? There's a company called alltheleads.com. And we're going to put a link in the show description. You guys can scroll down and check it out. And they do give you a discount. I think it's like a $250 discount. And again, probate's another honey hole for some of you. It's specialized work, but if you're, honestly, if you're very analytical, if you're somebody who is not, it, to, for you to start being more demonstrative and gregarious, it's a bridge too far. You know, you guys know who I'm talking to. I'm talking to at least, what, 30% of you. Julie used to be this way. She's not this way anymore. But if you are that level of introvert, I promise you, you're going to find your gold in the probate hills. Yeah. So definitely scroll down and click that link. So Julie, conclusion? Conclusion, if you only take two listings the rest of this year from each of the sources we discussed, you'll do a minimum of six more transactions, but likely 12 to 18 to 36, depending on what your background is, how experienced you are, and how far you go after this. Now, why did I say if you only take two listings per source? Because some of you guys listening are going to try and choose, well, okay, I'm going to try one of these. Do all of them and you'll get all of the success. And do them, in, do them in the order in which Julie presented too. Yes, don't don't do them in a different order. Don't. And again, did you notice that everything we told you to do basically costs you absolutely no money, but it does require you having skill? Did you also notice that we give you free access to Premier Coaching so you can, you know, frankly, you don't have an excuse anymore. I can't afford coaching. Yeah, you can. The first month is free, so you can afford that, right? We even got you discounts on probate leads and expired leads. What else do you want from us? Yeah, so now the only reason you wouldn't take action on what Julie and I just prescribed to you is because you're not serious about your career. You're not serious about really being a professional role stage or in this case making over a hundred thousand dollars that's the only reason you wouldn't listen oh is there a reason beyond that because you can't do it you can do it because it's too complicated it's definitely not too complicated because you don't have a, you know because you're too old you're too young you're not educated you're too educated you have all the no none of those things are true you just got to move past that and realize it's not just the money guys obviously you lead with the money because that motivates more people but at the end of the day, the thing that's going to keep your cup full, the thing that's going to motivate you, of course, will be the money, but will be actually from the feeling that you are helping people. The helping people thing is not something that everyone really gets right away until you actually see yourself doing it. And then you find that you are miraculously making more money because you really love 
the results you get emotionally and spiritually from helping people. And then the money follows. That's how you get the money to follow. That's how you make more money. You're in alignment with your highest and truest purpose. If you need, um, it, you can use money as your short-term motivation, but long-term motivation, if you feel yourself being burned out, it's because you're not in alignment with your highest and truest purpose. Maybe you basically were only chasing the dollar. If you want to get back in alignment, just remind yourself that buyers and sellers, you're helping their families, you're you know, they don't always say thank you. I realize that, especially in a market like this. But you know you're helping somebody. You know you're being of service to other people. And you then slowly start to see yourself becoming this person you always dreamed you would be. That is the path forward for all of you. Hopefully you'll listen and not procrastinate actually following that path forward. In the meantime, guys, thank you for keeping this number one listen to daily podcast for real estate professionals in at least the United States. It is our pleasure and our honor to be your real estate trainers. This is not coaching. This podcast is merely training. If you want coaching, you know what to do. Scroll down and click the link to join Premier Coaching for free. Have a fantastic day. We'll talk with you on the show tomorrow. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.